they were looking, if you look pat, back at the, you know, the primary, they were literally one person after the other, whether it be Patrick, whether it be Bloomberg, mm-hmm. whether it be Biden, mm-hmm. uh, coming out of the woodworks uh, to try to position themselves uh, just to represent the party, essentially. I said earlier on Twitter, a, a dead body could be running against Bernie Sanders right now. This is Mass Action Podcast. Revolutionary socialist propaganda to save the planet, smash white supremacy, and stop World War III. This is John Beecham, your host. Today on Mass Action Podcast, we have Anthony Clark, veteran, public school teacher, and candidate for the 7th Congressional District uh, in Illinois. But before we get to that, I'm going to go over and talk about the coronavirus, the Bernie Sanders campaign, and the fight for universal health care. All right, my friends, uh, there is a lot we don't know about the coronavirus. Uh, we know that many of us are are worried, uh, not panicked, but worried. Uh, I'm especially worried at the type of government we live under, uh, where we do not have universal health care, where people do not have the access to health care, where prisoners, uh, the poor, the homeless, uh, people of color, uh, the 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 people who have uh, conditions among us that that make them more susceptible to the virus, that those people are ill taken care of in a society like this. So the virus, the pandemic, absolutely lets us know that we absolutely have to have universal health care. And I'll go on further. We really need to have socialism. So what do we do? you know, well, right now uh, we need to be we need to be demanding the things of the government that we need. We need a national plan. Again, there's no universal health care. There's no national plan because there's no socialism. There's capitalism, and we know that we owe a great debt. The human race does to China right now for showing how to correctly deal with this uh, catastrophe that's being made worse, being made worse by countries in Europe and perhaps. United States. The reason why China was able to deal with the virus so expertly, so well, is because they do have a socialistic system, a system in which they have the key, one of the key components of socialism. And that is central planning, that is central economic planning as well. They were able to do things there that here in the United States, people are loath to do. In fact, you know, like things like build whole hospitals that we're not for profit, they're just for treating patients during pandemics. Here we have the Trump administration in there. They just held a press conference where they did announce some type of national plan. We'll see how that goes. We're going to have to be keeping a watch on that. But literally, uh, Trump trotted out the uh, CEOs of healthcare companies and of Walmart and Walgreens and Target. Uh, just, uh, that's that's just, what is that? That's a, that's a shit show. That's not what should be going on at all. So you have Bernie Sanders and Biden, both, both, it's, you know, there's a campaign going on, both responding to the, the pandemic. 
And to be honest, Bernie Sanders has uh, responded quite well in the press conferences that he has held. And I don't think there's any doubt, I think there's no doubt, that Bernie Sanders as president, he's fought for this his whole life, would absolutely continue fighting for universal health care. Is it possible? Is a vote for Bernie Sanders a vote to absolutely get health care? Like, we don't know, because that would be in the future. We do know that people like Biden has opposed universal health care. He has been an opponent. He has been a government. He has been in government for decades and decades, stopping us from getting universal health care. He would much rather favor the people that Trump trotted out at his press conference than the working and oppressed people here in this country. So, I mean, it, it is a question, right? But I, I answer it this way in terms of, you know, should we vote for Bernie for universal health care? Most of the people who are voting right now, according to exit polls, including in places like uh, Mississippi and South Carolina, are for universal health care. Bernie Sanders is the universal health care candidate. So at the very least, voting for Bernie Sanders, which I think everyone should be doing, is a vote for universal health care. At the very least, it tells the power that be, the powers that be, that we demand universal health care, that we demand that this society puts people before profit. We demand universal education. We demand so much more. And just, you know, to add on to this, just think about the situation of undocumented immigrants right now, um, whether or not they're going to get health care or not. We need to demand, we need to demand universal health care uh, for, for immigrants, for, for everybody, for sure. But we need to demand full equality for immigrants. Think about all the, all the half the, half the country virtually that, that depends on, it goes paycheck to paycheck. Think about them during this crisis, the, the tens of millions of people that don't have universal health care. This stuff all needs to get changed. And first and foremost, our hearts need to go out with all of those being affected by the coronavirus. And we do need to pull together and do the social distancing stuff. I very much believe we, we need to do that. But beyond that, we really need to have this be a siren call, a siren call that that what we needed, what we need is to fight against the system. You know, Bernie Sanders, the voting for Bernie Sanders is part of that fight, but really in some ways, just a very, very small part of that fight. We need to fight for our own survival amongst all the other crises that, that have arisen. We need universal health care. There needs to be universal health care across the entire planet. And the wealth of this planet needs to go towards helping people out. We no longer can we no longer can be ruled by a tiny handful of the population. We need socialism. Anthony Clark is a public high school teacher. He's a veteran. He's a candidate for Congress in the 7th Congressional District. That would be uh, Danny Davis's district, right? He, uh, he endorsed uh, the winning candidate Bloomberg. And also, <laughs> also a uh, member of the DSA, endorsed by the DSA. Thanks for coming to, on to Mass Action, Anthony. No, no, thanks for having me on. You know, definitely running the 7th Congressional District. Uh, incumbent is Danny K. Davis. He's been in the seat for over 20 years. Uh, currently has endorsed Joe Biden. Uh, so we definitely believe it's time for a change. And we thank you for the opportunity to speak truth to power. Totally. Yeah. You think it's time for a change? <laughs> uh, it's past, it's past time for a change uh, yeah. locally as well as uh, nationally. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm supporting Bernie Sanders. I'm a socialist too. Uh, you know, I am actually helping to maintain a campaign called revolutionary socialists for, for Bernie. I've been to Iowa. I volunteered in South Carolina. Maybe uh, it'd be good. You want to say, Hey, why you decided to jump in, you know, on, you know, an endorsing supporting Bernie Sanders campaign. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, for me, you know, as someone who was born into the struggle, you know, I'm a black male uh, from a working class family. Uh, so essentially, as soon as I became aware, uh, I've known and experienced struggle my entire life as part of an oppressed class of individuals. Uh, and I just, you know, as I matured, you know, as my parents, because the school systems didn't do it, but as my parents exposed me uh, to revolutionary thought, whether that be Chairman Fred Hampton, uh, the Black Panther Party locally and nationally, uh, individuals like Angela Davis, Asada Shakur, Megger Evers, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, so on and so forth, uh, I began to look more into to what it means to, you know, to have a revolution, what it means to push forward and what it means to fight for progress. And, and often in order to do that, you first need to identify, you know, the issues that exist. Uh, we're dealing with symptoms. Uh, so whether we're talking about, uh, you know, housing, whether we're talking about uh, lack of affordable health care, whether we're talking about lack of affordable college and trade, whether we're talking about the environment, uh, whether we're talking about racism, sexism, Islamophobia, homophobia, anti-Semitism, ableism, and classism, all these oppressive isms that exist, for me, as I matured in my understanding of, of progress and pushing for change, I identify capitalism as the root cause. Uh, we live in a society under capitalistic oppression in which a top and a bottom are maintained. And in order to justify the vast wealth disparities that exist, we other people. Uh, you know, it's been throughout the history of the founding of this nation that is called America through the, you know, genocide of natives and taking of their land to the enslavement of Africans and African descendants. Uh, so for me, looking at this presidential race, uh, you know, for 2020, looking at the past presidential race, uh, when we're discussing 2016, there's always been only one clear candidate that has identified the class struggle, uh, that has identified class warfare. Uh, the oppressed versus the oppressors. Now, of course, Bernie Sanders is not Chairman Fred Hampton. He is not Malcolm X, so on and so forth. Uh, but he is part of this movement. Mm -hmm. We stand on the shoulders mm -hmm. of giants. This movement is bigger than one individual. But at the presidential level, he is the individual that represents this movement. Uh, okay. So he inspired me to do more, you know, as a young activist and community organizer who was jaded by politics locally and nationally, who never saw or met a representative that I felt spoke for me or understood the struggle. Uh, you know, Bernie changed that for me. And that's why I'm here. You know, he's changed my life. So I'm giving everything for this movement. And I'm giving everything at this present point uh, to support his candidacy for president. Well, that's, that's interesting, all the way you say. And the one thing you point out there that, um, that for you, it's about capitalism. I mean, it's, it's about capitalism for me, too. And obviously, the capitalists, they're politicians in both parties, in both parties, uh, oppose Bernie Sanders. In fact, it looks very much like the Democratic elites who are very much, I mean, someone like Biden, Hillary Clinton, so on and so forth, are very much in league with the, with the big capitalist powers here. They certainly, certainly do, do not want to allow the hope and sort of movement building or the movement around Bernie Sanders, so many young people now increasingly multinational, to grow, to prosper. And for them, it's about it's about shutting down Bernie Sanders. And for them, it's about promoting someone. I don't think they even care who, because Biden certainly is not that great of a candidate to uh, to stand in his way to win the nomination and, and go up against Trump. But look, I mean, uh, if we're talking about Biden, are we talking about, you know, someone who is really a genuine candidate for the working class or for poor people or for people of color, for black people? I mean, is he really like a candidate? His policies, is he a candidate for black people? I mean, you probably know his history. I know his history. I know he's been not just friends with segregationists, white supremacists. He 
he, he's promoted their policies in government. I mean, in a way, he's been the chief architect of, of mass incarceration. And just the way he talks, the way he treats people, the way that he takes uh, black people for granted, for example, like the rest of the Democratic establishment, to me, to me, I, I, I tend to, I not tend, I totally side with you in saying that, you know, this is, this is a, this is someone, Bernie Sanders anyway, or the movement behind him, is someone who can, who can catalyze the working class and working for his election or, or seeking his election or having his election would certainly be a hopeful sign. Uh, and actually, let me just say, I mean, I think the movement win or lose is a hopeful sign. You know, the movement behind him that you go to his rallies. I've been to his rallies across the country. I mean, it's a working class, anti-racist, anti-sexist, anti-homophobic, anti-war movement, right? Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. You know, I mean, at this present point, heading into this election, whether we're talking about the presidential level or down ballot, individuals have to pick a side. You know, if you identify yourself as progressive, if you think you're a liberal, if you think you've earned allyship, uh, whatever you may deem yourself to be, uh, if you're on the left, you know, it's time to pick a side. And we have to understand, as stated, again, I'm making nice statements, I don't want to overgeneralize, uh, but the Democratic establishment and the Republican Party are two sides of the same coin. Uh, they both benefit from capitalism. They both benefit from white supremacy and patriarchy. Uh, for them, it's about maintaining status quo, uh, maintaining profit margins, and allowing corporations to continue to be people, and allowing those fake people uh, to line their pockets and enrich themselves. Uh, because what they want is for the working class people, those in a struggle, to essentially be content with handouts, to essentially be content with better than, not the best. Uh, they don't want us fighting for the best. They want us to say that, oh, you know, I'm talking about the Democratic establishment. Well, the Republican Party is worse or it could be worse, but actually it could be better. It could be much better. And I think that's the mindset that we are in. Uh, so as you stated earlier, Joe Biden, he's just a proxy. Uh, they were looking, if you look pat, back at the, you know, the primary, they were literally one person after the other, whether it be Patrick, whether it be Bloomberg, mm -hmm, whether it be Biden, mm -hmm. uh, coming out of the woodworks. Uh, to try to position themselves uh, just to represent the party, essentially. I said earlier on Twitter, a, a dead body could be running against Bernie Sanders right now. And oh, man. He's not a dead body? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's I mean, the closest you can come. It's close as, as, as long as the dead body protects their interests, uh, they're going to, you know, mobilize around that, that body or that individual uh, because they do not want change to occur. If we look throughout history, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. from Martin Luther King, who was labeled a communist, to Chairman Fred Hampton, who was labeled a communist. I mean, this playbook is not, not new. They've been using right. the same playbook right, right. since the beginning uh, to try to stop change from occurring. And, and one last thing I wanted to say, I mean, unfortunately, and it's not unfortunately, uh, but, you know, voters, voting blocks are not a monolith. You know, I would love it if working class across this country, black, brown, et cetera, mm. would all vote and move together in progress. But we don't. Uh, and there's a nuance and multitude of reasons that exist from the legacy of slavery uh, to the divestment in voters, uh, you know, from the South all the way up to the North. Uh, you know, the Democratic establishment also benefits from voters, voter suppression and lack of voter education. And I think that all plays a role. And when you see, uh, you know, black individuals or brown individuals or LGBTQIA plus whoever voting against their self-interest, uh, and I think it was LBJ who, who, who quoted or stated, uh, if you could convince a, a, a poor white man uh, that he's better than a black man, he will not only support you, but he'll empty his pockets for you. Right, and, right. and I think that's where we are as, an, as a nation. Well, yeah, I think so, too, except for I think, you know what, um, 
the fact that they're having to go into overdrive and they're barely succeeding so far in their usual way of doing things that the Sanders movement, the Sanders campaign is actually, actually provided a legitimate resistance to all of that stuff. And now on the other hand, when they kick the stuff into high gear, it has an effect on the population. I agree with you, you know, because a lot of people, I understand they want to get rid of Trump. And for me, it's not about anyone but Trump. But they, they start talking to people and saying Biden is the only one who's electable. Well, you know what that means? It doesn't mean that he's electable. It means that he's the only one that we will allow you to go up with, against Trump with. And we're very powerful people. We got the media. We got the money. We got both parties. And look, if you really are serious about getting rid of Trump, like this is the way you have to go. And I understand, I, I mean, I think we should be clear about that. That's always going to have a big effect because the, 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 the elections, they're not, they're, not, they're not our playing field for the most part. They're controlled by, I mean, they're controlled by them. I mean, you're not the one who's going on MSNBC to give, give your correct interpretations of the uh, election analysis and so on and so forth, right? And one more thing, too. I mean, I want you to address that, too. But I also want to, before we run out of time, I just want to say that along the same vein, actually, it's it's very much included in what I was just saying. People, according to all the exit polls, even in Mississippi and South Carolina, where we, you wouldn't expect them to necessarily be for it, are for universal health care. No question. Everyone knows Bernie is the universal. And in fact, I would say the people going to the polls, for the most part, agree with Bernie Sanders. In the exit polls, the people who want someone who they agree with are voting for Sanders. The people who want someone who can be Trump because they've been influenced by the media are, are, are voting for Trump. And look, so, so what's happening is people are going to the polls. The campaign's been so intense that people are actually voting against their own opinions because they feel like, in a way, they have no choice. But for me, right, the struggle around the, the, the very progressive and anti-racist and um, anti-sexist, anti-homophobic Bernie Sanders campaign is the real kernel of, of what is so hopeful. And I think we as, as engaged people, as revolutionaries, need to engage with it and figure out a way where we can help whatever happens, whatever happens. We know we're up against the most power, some of the most powerful people, not the most powerful people to ever exist. Whatever happens, like this movement needs to have new iterations and stronger iterations, more powerful iterations. Whereas, like you said, we all see each other as we all see each other as people who can vote, not vote together, but like ha, like like wield the same tactics, wield the same ideology, wield the same sword, and and find that commonality. That's what they're really afraid. The reason why they're shutting down the Bernie Sanders campaign is not Bernie Sanders himself necessarily, but they're really afraid of that potentiality. I believe. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you hit multiple you know points on the head, and you know, as you stated earlier, I think Bernie's true legacy as you know individual that's part of this movement is the individuals like myself and others that he has motivated you know the the mm. congresswoman omars of the world you know congresswoman alcs of the world the congress people uh you know and, and even a, a down ballot if you look at you know further uh state reps you know alder persons uh you know village trustees library board members there's individuals across this nation that are now mobilized and motivated and inspired by this movement uh, that are truly pushing for change. And when we look at demographically, of course, if we skew younger, uh, the majority of younger voters, you know, they believe in diversity, they believe in celebrating it, they believe in intersectionality, and, and they're voting Bernie. Uh, so we definitely are seeing progress. I think we're definitely seeing uh, cracks 
uh, within the machine. Uh, you know, a wrench has been thrown in. You know, they're trying to repair it. They're trying to keep it running. Uh, but if we keep pushing forward, and I think that's the main thing to recognize that Trump is a symptom. Yes, we have to get rid of a mm-hmm. symptom. But if we don't address the root cause, the symptom will return. We may be okay for a month. We may be okay for a few years. But there will be another Trump and another Trump unless we address the root cause issue. So that's why we have to go beyond just simply having a mindset of getting rid of Trump. We have to address the, the root cause issues that have led to him, uh, because honestly, uh, we shouldn't be surprised in a sense that he's our president based upon what this nation is built mm-hmm. upon and, and what this nation has maintained uh, throughout history. Yeah, absolutely. And let me ask you, let me ask you one more question. I think is a question on really a lot of people's minds who are thinking about these things deeply and who are engaged is the question of should Bernie fight harder? I mean, should he stop calling Biden his friend and saying, hey, look, to the people, he's got the stage. Joe Biden is not your friend. He worked with segregationists, the way he acts around women and his 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 policies over time regarding abortion rights, his 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 defense of the Defense of Marriage Act, which is totally bigoted, his lies about the Iraq war. And he said some of this stuff, you know what I mean? But to really go after him and just say, you know, this is not. This is not a candidate that, that you that you want that the people want. Now the danger is is that the media, of course, would use, is going to use that against him. But my feeling is kind of like you know, on one thing, what does he have to lose, right? And if the media comes after him even more, I mean, it might actually make people more sympathetic because he's standing up there and standing up for people and not not letting Joe Biden be the possible you know candidate that everybody has to vote for. I mean, I understand what Bernie's doing, and this is probably where I diverge most from him. I think, I think what we need, what we need is a is someone who's he's a fighter, but someone who is just ready to throw everything in, into the fight, and you know, just you know, completely go after the Democratic establishment, and you know, whether Joe Biden is his friend or not, you know, play play the game. Uh, I would say play the game correctly. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I'm not Bernie. Uh, Bernie's not perfect, uh, like none of us are. So, you know, there's things that part of his campaign, you know, that I definitely don't agree with, that I've definitely been disappointed with. Uh, You know, and I believe in that accountability. You could support someone 100% and give everything you have for their role in a movement and still push for accountability and have criticism, uh, just like I would hope someone would do for me. Uh, So Mm -hmm. definitely, you know, I think for a lot of individuals within uh, society, this is not, I mean, even though everything is political, this is personal. Uh, so for me, Joe Biden could never be my friend. You know, mm. I would never identify him as someone who's my friend uh, because you cannot be someone's individual friend if collectively you're pushing for their oppression. Uh, so I don't agree with that friendship, uh, that narrative that exists. But again, that's Bernie. You know, that's his team. That's the decisions they make. Uh, you know, so I stand by him. He's gotten this far in a sense. But I do believe that as as supporters of his, we can continue to communicate that as long as he's in this fight. Uh, because as we move forward, we're going to have to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do we play politics or do we keep it, as my students would say, 100 and, and right. just go full steam of head and communicating that, look, I'm not going to play. I mean, not saying Bernie has ever played golf because I've never seen a picture of him playing <laughs> golf with anyone. <laughs> I uh, doubt that he has, I'm not actually. playing golf with someone right. who has right. pushed policies throughout their history right. uh, that have led to oppression. I'm not going to go to dinner with someone who has pushed for my or someone else's oppression. Uh, you know, and, and that's the slippery slope. I'm not in Congress yet. Of course, I'm fighting to get into Congress. And of course, you have to work across the aisle at times. 
but I still think you can maintain your principles uh, and you can maintain that fighting spirit and let individuals know what is and what is not acceptable. Yeah. See, I think, I think, um, I mean, here's my perspective. The other side fights like that, right? And they have the power. Um, so I, I do think that there has to be a, on, on our side, you know, a, a broader understanding. And it, it's, a, you know, obviously these things come, a lot of times they come at time that, you know, there, there, there is going to be, you know, there has to be escalation in the struggle and there has to be an escalation in defense of our movement and our willing to fight on many, on many different fronts. I mean, you know, I was encouraged by the fact that AOC did not go to the state of union this year. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I, you know, I'm not running for Congress, but if I was in Congress, I mean, I would use the state of union and things like that in order to, you know, to, to sort of put out a, a, a fighting call. I understand working, you say working across the aisle and stuff like that, but I would really see like getting into Congress would give you, give us such a platform, such a platform to wage struggle on, on the people's level, you know, kind of like, a, uh, you know, well, I mean, you brought up Fred Hampton, you know, to incorporate that stuff, you know, to make that stuff uh, like a first and form, foremost. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's, that's sort of my opinion, but I guess that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the, I don't know, or the tree I, I, I fall off on is, you know, is sort of a working class fighting perspective. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all very interesting, you know, and, uh, you know, I definitely agree. Uh, we have to take stands, you know, from not paying, you know, dues to the DCCC uh, to, you know, I agree with that 100 percent to, you know, standing up against APAC. I agree with that 100 percent justice for Palestine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on. So, you know, we have to continue to push forward, you know, support of BDS. Uh, we have to be clear. You know, we can't be afraid to state what we believe. We can't pander for votes uh, because win or lose, I'm going to do so. Uh, being 100% who I am and stating 100% what I believe in. Uh, so, yeah, I, de- I definitely agree with those sentiments. All right. Anthony, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. I look forward to uh, interacting with you more, and I look forward to um, maybe by not that far away, you know, just sort of um, keeping tabs with, 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 with the struggle and the things that you're involved with. I appreciate no it. Question. I appreciate no it, question. Anthony. Look forward to it. Uh, you know, shout out to anyone listening. Stay strong. Ask yourself, what are you willing to risk and sacrifice for change? Uh, let's move forward. And you can stay in contact with us at BodieAnthonyClark.com. Thanks so much, brother. All right. Thanks again, Anthony. All right. That's it for this episode of Mass Action Podcast. I want to make sure you all know that the podcast is just a, a little bit of the work that we're doing, that I'm doing, you can go to mass-action.org and get a lot of different stuff there. Some analysis, some interviews, uh, links to getting involved. I'm also involved with Revolutionaries, uh, Revolutionary Socialist for Bernie Sanders. You can check out what we're doing there. And, and, and Mass Action is also on Facebook. And actually, I've been going around the country doing interviews with young people at Bernie rallies. You can see, if you look in the videos of those two Facebook pages, some of the interviews that I've been doing, they're actually quite, quite interesting and illuminating interviews in terms of what millions of people, what the masses, what especially young masses are thinking about and why they're flocking to Bernie Sanders. Also, you know, just uh, seeing the interviews is a great inspiration too. And lastly, please, please, if you like any of the work that, that we're doing, Mass Action Revolutionary Socialist for Bernie Sanders, think about becoming a patron. You can go to Patreon slash Mass Action 
and become a patron for as little as $2 a month. I can't stress this enough. I've been doing this for months now and I haven't really been pushing uh, people donating, but I really, really, uh, sisters and brothers need your support at this point to become a patron. Please become a patron yourself and find others and share it on social media and find others to become patrons too. Share the podcast, share the website. Again, uh, mass-action.org is the website. You can you can find us on Facebook too, Mass Action on Facebook. And you can become a patron at Patreon slash Mass Action. Thank you all. Keep your heads up, your fists up. Together we'll keep marching arm in arm and we will win.